0: Welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope, the podcast that inspires your faith and gives you reason to hope. I'm your host Joel Sutherland. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode in the life of Daniel. Last week we talked about the vision in Daniel chapter eight that um, that Daniel has that talks about the ram and the goat, and I'll uh, summarize it a little bit more as we get into the actual conversation. So. Um, today we pick up where we left off and talk about um, the interpretation and, and, and what this vision means. We had left Daniel kind of hanging, um, wondering, what does this mean? What does this mean? And so um, today we answer that question. So here is um, me <laughs> talking about Daniel chapter eight, the last half of Daniel chapter eight. So hope you enjoy We had gone through this vision just as a recap to remind you what we've gone through so far. Daniel 8, we see another vision of Daniel's, and it's of two animals, a ram and a goat. Daniel has this vision in the third year of Belshazzar. And if you remember, this this ram comes out, it starts charging west, the north, and south, and no other animal could stand in its way. But then suddenly, this male goat comes charging from the west so fast that his feet didn't even touch the ground, and it rams into this ram, and basically breaks it into pieces, stamps it to the ground, and destroys it. Well, pretty soon, the horns on this um, this male goat the, the the one horn turns into four, and then there's this little horn that comes out, and um, and then there's this per- time of persecution and and uh, the services of the temple ceased, things like that because of this little horn. So, oh, and we have this question there shortly before we ended. Um, it says, how long will God let the little horn persecute his people? And how long will the little horn be allowed to transgress, to rebelliously, and pervert the truth about God in the heavenly sanctuary? And the answer that was given was 2,300 prophetic days, which represent actual years, God will restore the truth about the heavenly sanctuary to its rightful place. And then we have this thing where, where Daniel's wanting to know more about this vision, what it means. And we ended with verse 18 and 19. This is Daniel chapter 8, verses 18 and well, actually 17. Let's go back to 17. Daniel falls to his knees, his face is on the ground, but Gabriel comes over and, and we read from the clear word Bible. So this is from the clear word Bible, Daniel eight, and we're in verse 17. Gabriel says, Daniel, though you don't understand everything, all you need to know for now is that the vision extends to the time of the end. This conversation took place while I was still in vision in a trance. Then he touched me and stood me on my feet. He continued, First, I want you to understand what will happen in the future. Behind and above all the fury and passions of nations, God is still in control. But the last part of the vision applies to the time of the end, and you don't have to concern yourself about it. That's where we ended last time, was a reminder that God is in control, and that the last part of this vision, the part that was really terrifying Daniel, was at the time of the end, so Daniel didn't have to worry about it. Now, just as a reminder, we are in the time of the end now, so so this kind of applies to us, or as we shall see, a lot of this has already happened, actually. But Gabriel continues. This is Daniel chapter 8 and verse 20. As far as the near future is concerned... The ram you saw with the two horns represents the joint kingdom of the Medes and Persians. Have we heard about them before? Yeah. So, if you remember, we've gone through this sequence several times. We had Daniel chapter 2 with Nebuchadnezzar's vision of the image. Each of the metals represented a kingdom. We had Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, Rome. And then finally, the divided empire of Rome, which became uh, modern Europe. And then we had Daniel 7. That had the same progression, except this time, instead of metals, it was beasts. And we had the lion represented Babylon, the bear that represented Medo-Persia, the leopard that represented Greece, the um, indescribable, terrible beast that represented Rome, with a little horn power that we learned represented the... Um, Roman Catholic church system, the papal system. And then um, here we have Daniel 8, and it looks like we have the same sequence again, except if you remember, this is the third year of Belshazzar that Daniel has this vision. Belshazzar was the last king of Babylon. Now we're going to get into what happens next, because that'll be our next story here on the life of Daniel. Daniel chapter 5 will be going to After this one, and we'll find out what happens to Belshazzar. He didn't last very long, and Medo Persia came in and took over Babylon. So, this vision doesn't even mention Babylon. He's not even worth mentioning. So, they go straight to Medo Persia. So, this one starts at at Medo Persia, and this ram represents this kingdom. Verse 21 The goat represents the kingdom of Greece that is yet to come. The great horn between its eyes represents his first king. So, who was the first king of Greece? Good. Alexander the Great. Now, we know Alexander the Great. He's someone that, you know, we talk a lot about. He's very famous. He, you know, conquered the world by the age of 30. He was an incredible general. I mean, they have, you know, just the mechanics mechanical devices that Greece was able to develop were incredible. Um, He, he also was very physically brave and, and, and had stamina. It's been said that, um, that there was one, one of his generals was killed in the siege of Tyre in the act of pressing through a breach in the city wall. And Alexander unhesitatingly stepped into his place Also, Alexander could march all night once he led his cavalry with scarcely a pause on a chase that lasted for three days and four nights. And that's just incredible to me how someone could do that. Yeah, this was Alexander. But as you know, he ended up dying at the age of 33 um, and didn't really leave much of a plan on what would happen to the kingdom after his death. And so the, the Bible continues, Daniel chapter 8, verse 22, after its first king dies, so after Alexander dies, the kingdom will be divided. Following a struggle among his commanders, it will be governed by four lesser kings, but they will not rule the kingdom with the same power. As their kingdom weakens, another kingdom will slowly rise and conquer many kingdoms. After this, a very bold little king will come and take over, who is full of intrigue, even claiming to understand divine mysteries. All right, so let's let's think about this, and let's think about it in the context of what we've already learned in parallel passages. We've already studied Daniel 2. We've already studied Daniel 7. So we know the progression here. We know that after Greece what follows? Rome. All right. So, if we go back into the actual vision, it talks about, um, it says, but at the height of his power, this is Daniel 8, verse 8, the huge horn broke off. Remember, the goat only had one horn. That represented Alexander, and in its place, four little horns came up, each one pointing in the direction of the four winds. That represents his four commanders. Then the wind from the west blew stronger, and out of it came a little horn, which soon grew bigger and stronger than the other four horns combined. And as it grew, it first pointed south, then east, and finally toward the promised land. It grew so strong that it challenged the power of heaven and trampled on the people of God. It got to the place where it even stood up against the prince of heaven, putting an end to the daily sacrifices and later destroying the temple. All right. So that was the vision. And, and this is Gabriel's interpretation is that, you know, these four lesser Kings will rule. Those were Alexander's four generals. And we know that they were kind of weak, <laughs> weak Kings. And this is as their kingdom weakens, verse 23, 23, another kingdom will slowly arise and conquer many kingdoms. So if, if we're going in the same succession of events that has been happening who is this kingdom that's obviously rome and in the vision it said that it comes from the west the western wind would blow and so obviously rome is west of greece and so rome slowly rose and conquered many little kingdom or many kingdoms After this, a very bold little king will come and take over, who is full of intrigue, even claiming to understand divine mysteries. Verse 24, the power of this bold little king will grow stronger and stronger. He will control mighty nations who will wield the sword for him. Through them, he will successfully destroy other kings and attack God's people. So if we were to understand the the parallel between Daniel 8 and Daniel 7, this bold little king sounds an awful lot like the the little horn power of Daniel 7, which we learned was the papacy. But Daniel 8 doesn't really distinguish. It says this little horn comes up, which obviously represents Rome. But even in, in the description here, at the beginning of this king's power, it, it seems to fit Rome. But as it goes on, it, doesn't quite fit anymore. It's almost like in Daniel 8, God's combining the Roman Empire with the papal church. But why? Why would he do that? Well, the Roman Empire obviously was divided, gave way, kind of crumbled. But in its place stood the Roman Catholic Church. Um, It's been said that the popes continued on sitting in the place of the Roman Caesars. So, this little horn in Daniel 8 begins as secular pagan Roman empire, but soon turns into the religious papal Roman church. So, I think we've transitioned into that point here with with verse 24. Verse 25 says, He will use cunning and deceit to achieve his ends and will succeed in whatever he does. In his own mind, he will consider himself great. Without warning, he will attack and destroy. He will stand up against the prince of princes by making claims that belong only to him. The kingdom of this bold little king will be destroyed, though not by human hands. Verse 26, the vision having to do with the three and a half years, each day representing a year, is true. But for now, you don't need to understand more than what I have told you, because it applies to the time of the end, far in the future. All right, so, that makes sense if we think of this as the papal church, because, and we we looked at this with Daniel chapter 7, what are the things that, you know, the, the pope claims The things that the papal system claim, um, you know, the pope is the the vicar of Christ, um, that you know priests can forgive sins, things like that. Those are claims that belong only to God, and yet this little horn power is making these claims. Um, It talks about the vision having to do with the three and a half years. What does that mean? Three and a half years is one thousand two hundred and sixty days in in a Jewish year. there were three hundred and sixty days in a year, three hundred and sixty times three is one thousand some odd. <laughs> can't do math very well, and then add another half year or another hundred and and eighty years or days, and you come up with one thousand two hundred and sixty days prophetic days, which equal literal years. And so, we already had this time period talked about in Daniel chapter 7 as how long this little horn power would reign. So, here we see a direct correlation between this little horn power, how long it'll reign in Daniel 8, and referencing it back to the little horn power in Daniel 7 and saying this is the same time period that this will rule. But it says, you don't need to understand more than that because it applies to the time of the end. Now, we already talked about how that time period started in 538 AD when the, when, um, the, the papal church assumed power and lasted until 1798 when Napoleon's general Berthier took the pope captive and uh, dealt a deadly blow to the papal church. So that has already happened. That's already happened. It was far in the future for Daniel. But today, we look back and see that this prophecy has come true. Last verse, verse 27. I was so overcome by what I had seen that for days afterward, I felt sick. Finally, I went back to work to carry on the king's business. But I continued to be amazed at what I had seen in vision and wanted desperately to know more of what it meant. Well... We'll get to the rest of what it went, meant because Daniel 9 goes into a whole lot more explanation of this. But we can't go there yet because something happens in Daniel's life before he could finish the explanation. And we'll go back to Daniel chapter 5 next time in our story of Daniel and learn what that is. I hope you enjoyed our um, study today. Uh, Remember, God's in control, and he has shown the end from the beginning, and that's why we know we can trust him with our lives. What an incredible chapter Daniel 8 is. I mean, just looking at the book of Daniel, we have, um, you know, enlarge and repeat. This is a prophetic principle that I forget if we've mentioned before on the show, but um, I feel like I have. Basically, what, what happens in prophecy is God will repeat prophecies with more and more detail at the end, usually, is what happens. And so um, we get more and more details as we go through, and um, And this chapter is no different. We saw covered a lot of the same ground as we did in Daniel 2 and 7, but we added some more details. And one particular detail that we will talk a lot more about when we get into Daniel 9 is Daniel 8:14 for under 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed? We didn't really talk about that because it wasn't really in the explanation, but we will talk a lot more about that once we get into Daniel chapter nine. So um, hopefully hopefully you were blessed, and hopefully you learned something. and uh, just remember, God's in control. He loves you. Uh, Music for this episode was provided by Dexter Britton under the Creative Commons license. You can find us online at faithandhoperadio.com. There are links there to everywhere. You can subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Um, You can follow us on Facebook at Faith and Hope Radio. Hope you have a wonderful week. Talk to you next time. Until then, have faith and hope.